millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. 
now. NobleGoldInvestments.com Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Well, today I am thrilled to be joined by Steve Krakauer, the author of the new book, Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power and Abandoned Its Principles and Lost the People. Steve, you have been a media critic for years. I like your perspective because you are, you, you've actually worked uh, for left-wing media and right-wing media. You're friends with media members on the left and the right. And so you, you kind of criticize all of it. But, you know, as you and I learned in journalism school, the media journalists, they're supposed to be in the people's corner. Right. You know, hearing what what are the people's questions and how can I find answers to those questions so that the average citizen can make more informed decisions to empower their personal lives. Instead, as you talk about in the book, these media members have all gotten cozy with power and are on the powerful side instead of the people's side. Right. And uh, so... Kind of give me, give me and my viewers an idea of what went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I, I think you and I went to the same journalism school, I believe, right? Uh, at Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse University. Yeah. Uh, great journalism school, or at least it was at one point. Uh, look, I think that there's several things that went wrong. And I do think that, as you mentioned, I, I come from that world. I worked at places like CNN, uh, NBC. I worked at also places like Fox News and The Blaze. Um, but I, I'd like to think that Uncovered works because it's it someone it, it maybe takes someone from the inside to, to really diagnose some of what went wrong. Because I can tell you, I was at CNN from 2010 to 2013. I think there was valid criticisms of that network at the time. Um, and I take that absolutely. In fact, I, I lay out some of the stories of my time at CNN that were positive and some that were pretty not very positive at all. So there was never it was never perfect. But Something clearly shifted in 2015, 2016. I would actually even say probably a little bit before, maybe 2014. And then in these last seven to eight years, it completely went off the rails. So what happened? You know, what was the diagnosis here? And it's complicated. And that's why it ends up being a book and not just kind of a, a little post, because I do think that there are there are biases that all, always existed in the media. And in some ways, there was a sense, there was a, a real incentive to suppress those biases. You know, when it, when journalism works well, as you mentioned, it's a check on power. It's, it's on behalf of the people, right? That's the way it should work. And to do that, you need to, unlike a lot of other occupations, you need to kind of put down what you believe and maybe, and try to you know do it as best you can. And it doesn't always work, but that's the goal, you know, objectivity. Now that's like a dirty word. In fact, I want one person who I speak to in the book and everyone's on the record, a former New York times journalist says that objectivity. Now there's certain people, young people in journalism that believe objectivity is akin to white supremacy. So it's no longer the goal. And that's really the big problem, right? Some of it has to do with Trump, and I do get into Trump in the book, but it's so much beyond that as well. It was a loosening of the standards in many instances, a general incompetence and laziness. I think journalism, unlike so many occupations, there's not like the Yelp reviews where, okay, you know, this journalist is not so good, and so we're going to downgrade them, and the, the best ones rise to the top. It doesn't work like that at all. In fact, it's almost the opposite. 
oftentimes the worst journalists are the ones that rise up through through the the reins and, and end up becoming even more powerful and more influential. And then, of course, there's social media and the incentive structure there that's so changed everything, not just in how people can accrue their own audience. Journalists, they can become these no longer nameless, faceless people, but stars in their own right. And also the feedback mechanism that social media brings, the way that they can get positive feedback and negative feedback and then change what they do based on that feedback. So all of these things came together in in really, really negative ways. And I do think that the corporate press, when working well, serves the people. But right now it doesn't. And and thankfully, we have independent media to kind of pick up the slack. Shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. The second largest and third largest bank runs in history happened last week. The government is taking steps to guarantee all deposits. That means more money printing. Thousands have approached Noble Gold Investments to secure their wealth with gold. Gold is the most stable asset outside of government control. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com to secure your wealth and get a free five-ounce American the beautiful coin. If you qualify, noblegoldinvestments.com or hit that link in my description, ivoryheckergold.com. Well, with social media, you would think that journalists are now tied to their viewers more than ever. They can see more easily than ever what the audience needs answers on. And like you talked about, get it right away. You can get the criticism of your viewers and you can adjust to serve their needs more. So it seems like, you know, cause I was taught at Syracuse where you and I both went that the, the number one priority of a journalist is, is, uh, the, the truth and, and the citizens. Right. And so since we're connected to citizens more than ever, why are we so far off track? <laughs> why isn't social media helping I'll give a few reasons. So first of all, I think that Twitter, let's just use Twitter as an example. Twitter is a place that I spend way too much time. I love it and I hate that I love it, but it is a, it, I'm self-aware about Twitter to know that it's a complete bubble. Um, the stat that I have in the book is that I believe 2% of all Americans account for 90% of the tweets when it comes to politics or things that are in the news. It's a very, very small fraction. And so when you're getting feedback on Twitter, as most journalists are, because they spend all day on Twitter, especially during 2020, 2021, the pandemic, they were in New York and DC, they were locked in their apartments, they were scared to go outside. All they were doing was spending time on Twitter. When you get that kind of feedback, it can feel like it's re- representative of your actual audience when it's really not. It's it's just a, a total bubble. And if you're not aware of that, if you actually adjust what you do based on that feedback, you're in a really bad place. Another factor is financial, right? So these giant corporations, I lay out places like the ESPN, ESPN, giant corporation, you know, they have good years and bad years, but they're always going to be great. You know, the New York Times, others, the business model is shifting, right? And it's scary for a lot of these news organizations. It's now leading to more mistakes because now you're just grasping at the lowest hanging fruit of your audience. You're no longer trying to meet the needs of a wider population because you're like, oh, well, we might just lose them completely. So instead, you try to just grasp onto what you have, what you can hold on to. We saw this so much during the Trump years with these giant organizations that should care about getting the story right, but that's no longer the calculus anymore. That's no longer the only calculus. Now there's other factors at play. And when you have other factors beyond just getting the story right, beyond just serving the audience, you're, you're going to get things wrong. You're going to 
not have any introspection about getting things wrong and trying to correct it. And you're going to continue to lose the trust of the audience, which we see in poll after poll is at record lows, not just from the right, but from independents in America as well. Okay, I want to show a little clip from your your tweet about the book because you interviewed more than two dozen top journalists um, and you interviewed them on camera and then put, put that in the book. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but you can use it for your book. I don't think I've ever told you this. What was interesting about that, and I think is legitimate and super fucking interesting. Do I go along with this and save my job or do I tell the truth and get fired? What, that right there, what was Tucker Carlson telling you? All right, uh, because my audience asks me all the time, is, do you, how, how censored do you think Tucker Carlson is? Does he have to go along with things to save his job? So it's a little bit of a tease there that I, I have to say. I took some license. That was the trailer for the book. You can, you can read the full quote. Uh, it's actually, I released an audio clip of that particular part. Um, and he, what he's actually talking about there is in 2015 and 2016, he was at Fox, um, but this was before Trump. He says that, you know, he didn't see Trump coming at all. He just was told, he's like, oh, I never watched the show. He's like, I just thought he was like some idiot. He's got a, you know, some celebrity. I didn't get it. But until I actually saw the fear that was in my neighbors in DC, when he was living in DC at the time, the, the, the total panic about what this person might do, then I started to understand what was at stake here and why everyone, all the, the sort of elite structures turned against him. And he was actually talking about John Carl of ABC, who in his mind was having the same calculus that he had, which was, do you tell the truth about what's going on with Trump, about why people are really having this visceral reaction, the kind of people in these newsrooms that are crying on November of 2016, when, when Donald Trump ultimately wins, do you tell the truth about that? Or do you just kind of go along with it? and keep your job. And you know his, his version of that is obviously John Carl chose the route to keep his job. And Tucker happened to be at a place where they valued free speech and he could, do, he could say what he wanted uh, as he has continued to do. That was kind of the, the, the context of that. But Tucker, as you mentioned, is one of 26 people I talked to in the book. Everyone is on the record. It was a huge factor in what I did. I, there were a lot of people I talked to about, hey, can I interview for the book? And they said, yeah, you know, I'll be a TV insider or a, you know, current executive and they can dish on whatever dirt. I think that that uh, that use of anonymous sources is so damaging to the credibility of media, to the sources themselves, to the, to the media outlets. So everyone on there in the book is all on the record. You can read exactly what they say in the full context in the book as well. Love that. Um, so 2020 it was about the time when we saw censorship ratchet up in our nation and around the world on a whole new level. But to see it happen in America is really concerning. And what was more concerning is the media outlets were approving and pushing the censorship. In fact, that's part of why I left Fox Corp is that we got, I, I, I was directed, you know, people in New York told my boss to stop allowing me to criticize censorship. When back in journalism school, you know, anyone who's got an, Oh, well, I can't speak for every journalism school, but I can say that the elements of journalism I was taught, free speech, yeah. a lack of censorship is essential to have a free press, to have a free society. So because you can't have a free, free press without free speech, it's essential for journalists to defend free speech. I understand you're not supposed to be biased about this or that, but that's the one thing you kind of have to be biased about. 100%. So what's your, t what, like, 
What's your take on that? The media actually saying, no, we need to approve censorship now. It's suddenly a good thing. I, I have to say, I think that that they're as bad as the media coverage was during the Trump years, let's say 2015 to, to 2020. Uh, the the anti-speech activism in the media, as I describe it in the book, is worse and more pernicious, and it has continued far beyond Trump. I mean, I think, you know, as, as you know full well, uh, related to COVID and and stories. I mean, I, I, there, I talk a lot about COVID in the book, but there's lots of stories I talk about that are, you know, sort of fun or funny or not so important. COVID was an actually important story that the media needed to get right. But instead, as you mentioned, they were part of this elite censorship collusion racket. Uh, for when it comes to COVID, it comes to the Hunter Biden laptop story, which I begin the book with. All of these stories relate to tech platforms working with government entities, whether the FBI or, or government officials and the media themselves, corporate media themselves, who are joining this censorship racket and and suppressing speech. And it's insane. I mean, it is completely antithetical to what journalists are supposed to do. As you mentioned, again, I get activists, I get your average person down the street who is is pick any other occupation. Maybe that's where they their mind goes when they think of things that are important to them. But journalists are the ones who are supposed to push back, push back against that. They're the ones who, when their fellow colleagues, like at the New York Post, are censored in completely unprecedented and ridiculous ways during the Hunter Biden laptop story, they're the ones who should be outraged and speak out against it. Instead, they're applauding it. They're going along with it. They're saying that essentially they're they're con- uh, you know joining in to the censorship there. So I think that's that's hugely problematic. And I, I think where does it come from? There's fear, a hundred percent. There's fear among the press, but I also think there's this new push of misinformation and disinformation. And what happens under the guise of trying to stop misinformation is actual speech. It gets suppressed. Uh, and and I, I wrote a column a couple of years ago called In Defense of Misinformation. And it's not that I love misinformation. I mean, I'd rather information. But I, I believe that misinformation is the tax we pay for freedom. Okay, we, we don't, uh, sure, in a perfect world, only facts would be, would, it would, would pass along our ways. And only, you know, you talk to people on the phone or people down the street, they would only say things that are true. But that's not how we operate. But we have freedom. And freedom is much more essential than this this, this completely you know, we're not even able to only have facts emerge because as we know, facts change. Oh, this was a fact about COVID and, and now, now it's not true. So let's not try to do that. And journalists are the ones who should be at the forefront of that. They should be the ones pushing back against government officials and tech platforms. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, natural NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Said they're part of the whole racket. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, that's what I said in 2020, you know, publicly, I, I did an Instagram post when I saw the, uh, mass censorship said essentially what you said and had, uh, the full force of Fox Corp come after me and, uh, multiple, yeah, multiple crackdowns on me for standing up for free speech. So I think, um, I wonder how widespread that was with journalists saying, you know, Raising the alarm, you know, maybe even in their own newsrooms and their bosses saying, nope, 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 don't you criticize that or or you're in trouble. Um, And I'm just I'm wondering how who orchestrated all the media kind of turning turning against free speech together. Yeah, I I think it's not. Uh, one of the complicated factors here is that I don't think it's a bunch of, you know, the, of the elites in a room kind of figuring this out. Instead, it's the incentive structure that's built and the fear that comes along with it and, and the ostracization that can come along with it. You know, there's a reason mm-hmm. why we got stories in one direction and, and, and we got, let's just say an interest in really speaking truth to power during the Trump years, you know, the, that, that all of a sudden the, the, the there's, there's this whole renewed interest in, in doing really good investigative reporting on the people in power when Donald Trump's there and then Joe Biden gets there and suddenly, well, actually, you know, uh, well, let's, let's go back to the way things were before the sort of laziness and incompetence. We saw, we saw with fact checking, fact checking became this big thing. I describe it as a fact checking fetish that happened during the Trump years. It was like, it was just hitting all the the right zones of 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 the media when they were just you know, this great fact check of Donald Trump would come out, and then Joe Biden, you know, suddenly certainly doesn't stop lying like like Donald Trump maybe did, 
but the Washington Post literally had a fact-checking spreadsheet, 10,000 lies that Donald Trump had, had said. They shut it down when Joe Biden took over office. No, no, we don't need to track that anymore. So we, we see this interest in it, and then and then it shifts. And I think that the fear of backlash on social media, fear of backlash from your bosses, the fear of... of backlash from your peers. Yes, yes, 100% from your peers in publicly and privately, this is what happens when you have a geographically isolated media in New York and DC by and large that are so out of touch with the average person that they just remain in their bubble and they just can't see the reality of what they're doing and how it's destroying, completely eroding the trust of the public in those institutions. From my experience, there's quite a bit of of cowardice in media members in that they care so much about what their peers think of them that they, you know, if they come across evidence that might, you know, prove something that all the rest of the media is covering wrong, then they don't want to cover it because they, that might set them apart and, and get, they may get criticized by their peers. Have, Have you seen peer pressure as an issue in the media? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think there, let's just take one example that I dig into in chapter 10 of uncovered. I spent a lot of time on the Tom Cotton op-ed that the New York times published in June of 2020. And it's important. I, people may be familiar with what happened there and there was this big uprising, but it's really important to dig into the story because I think it says so much about where the press is now. This was okay. It was early days of COVID June of 2020 it was also right after George Floyd. And so it was a, this moment of social justice and protests. And then the riot offshoots that came from that. People were really on edge. As I mentioned, also New York Times employees, a lot of them locked down, scared, living in their small apartments, spending a lot of time online, a lot of time in Slack and other, other things. And then Tom Cotton publishes this op-ed in the New York Times, uh, which was called Send in the Troops. Okay, And essentially what it argued was for the military to get more involved in the riots that were coming off of these social justice protests. Uh, it was very nuanced article. It was also not particularly surprising from a Republican senator like Tom Cotton that it would come out. It was also the third op-ed that Tom Cotton wrote for the New York Times over the span of several years. So he was a frequent contributor to the New York Times. But the uproar that it caused in that moment was... First, in the Slack channels, as I described, Sean McCreesh, who was in the newsrooms, uh, he was an opinion uh, staffer at the time, describes people crying on these Zoom meetings, saying their friends wouldn't talk to them anymore because they worked for the New York Times, which had dared to publish this horrible column. And then what we saw publicly spill out was people, New York Times staffers, a lot of them lower level, saying things like publishing this column puts the lives of black staffers in danger. And it was that danger element that they added to it, which is completely ridiculous, that put this pressure campaign on the bosses to eventually fire the head of the opinion section, James Bennett, and others' changes that were made from it. And it really revealed two things. The the staff of these publications, even the New York Times, can be just a few staffers. Can They can be lower down the, low, the, down the, the totem pole, but they can exert pressure publicly and get actual change, get their bosses to make action that, that they want. And the second thing is, it's very clear that they don't understand what journalism is. They don't understand the, the, the journalism of what the, the ethos should be, because if you really believe that, and I don't know if all of them believed it, but if you really do believe that publishing a column from a United States senator puts people in danger, then you don't belong in this business. 
And that's the problem these days. It's, it's full of people that believe these sorts of things. And when that happens, when, when you have these peer pressure campaigns, when you have people cry because you work for the New York Times, and, and then you say, well, the response is not like man up. Like, yeah, I work for the New York Times. They publish a column, like move on with your life. It's going to be fine. When, you, when, they, when they say, no, no, we need to make actual change. We need to unpublish this. We need to fire people. <laughs> they, don't, they have no principles anymore to stand for. Totally agree. Okay, so you mean for this book to be constructive to ha- hopefully help get media back on on the people's side, on the side of truth, on the side of freedom. Um, so I want your advice on how the media can improve, but first, also how the viewers and news consumers can sniff out what's fake and when and, and when the media is actually being honest. Even if, you know, you know, cause I, I know that sometimes viewers get in their echo chambers and if anything goes against like the viewer's belief system, then okay, that, that outlet's not on my side. Right. Which is also not helpful to viewers. So how can viewers tell like when, when someone's helping them or hurting them in the media? Yeah. It's, it's complicated. As you say, I just spent a lot of time bashing the New York Times, but I interview several New York Times staffers who I think do a generally good job in the book. Uh, and there, there are people at every outlet that are doing good work, that they're just constantly being undermined by the worst employees that are out there undermining the credibility of those organizations. So I, I, to the two questions, I think, like, like you lay out, the second one is most important. I would love if the corporate media got better and I do have some ideas on how they can do it, but I don't anticipate that happening. And we don't need as a country, as a, as a consumer base throughout the country, the corporate press to get better in order for us to better sniff out when, what the red flags are and how to avoid them and and how to frankly avoid gatekeepers entirely at this point, because I think we absolutely can do that. Um, So I, I lay out these concepts throughout the book. I'll just give you one hypocritical corrective. And it's a way of, of trying to, to give you the tools to understand here's what's happening in the press. Here's what to look for. And here's how to understand it. So if, if you see, let, let's just talk about something like the Hunter Biden laptop, where you saw the way the media covered in October of 2020. And then you've seen places like the New York Times years later confirm that the laptop app, oh, actually it was real. You know, everything that was in there as re- originally reported, that's, that's legitimate. And so it's important to note that, that yes, that was a corrective to the original story, but it's also hypocritical. So we can note that the New York Times is now getting this right. We could even potentially praise them on some level and we can trust them on some level that they are now covering this right, but we can never forget the way they covered it originally and why that, that's so important. Why did this happen is, 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 is noteworthy in understanding how to sniff this out in the future, how to avoid understanding that, you know, what the, how to understand what the press is doing and sniff that out in the future. So that's, that's the big thing. How to fix the press. I, I lay out in the final chapter of the book, some possible ways of doing it. I think that, for example, one thing is like ombudsmen or public editors that used to be at a lot of these, these outlets, they essentially were in, internal employees at these outlets. New York times used to have one. NPR used to have one. And what they, they are is they serve the public. They say the public tells them, hey, why are you covering the story this way? And then they go investigate it. They're a check on their own organization on behalf of the people. They used to exist at a lot of outlets. They barely exist anymore. I think we know why, because they don't want the, the, the introspection and the humility that comes along with doing this. But I think that could go a long way for the public regaining some trust to say, I don't trust the Washington Post, but I do trust this one person who has my back there. And that, that could help establish some trust. And then I would also say, 
get out of the New York City and DC bubbles. Uh, they're physically get out of that. You don't need it anymore. One of the the positives of the pandemic is work from home. We've seen in the media that you don't have to have everyone in the office. So instead of moving someone from a Texas or from Iowa, moving them to New York, moving them to DC, keep them where they are. Let them do their reporting. Let them do their job there. Even just to be among the the average person can go a long way to that that corporate media outlet, getting a different perspective, just a different uh, cultural perspective that comes along with where with living outside of the bubbles. Yeah, I like that. When you're surrounded by, you know, a section of your audience that you haven't been surrounded by before, you you start to see through their perspective, which is helpful to see different perspectives, um, but. Some of the media outlets, no matter how low their ratings go, they don't change, which in a free market society doesn't make sense because you're, you're committing suicide. You're going to go out of business. So why don't you think, why don't, why don't you think, you know, places like CNN, their ratings yeah. just keep tanking. You know, maybe they are making some changes in the past year. I've seen some headlines on that. But why don't you think the free market, you know, the invisible hand of the free market doesn't kick in more with the media? I think there's there's so many incentives at play that it's hard to have that that fast impact. As you mentioned, yes, yeah, CNN has new leadership. They've been there almost a year now, Chris Licht. And I think saying the right things, and I, and I have to say, I think that the maybe the heart's in the right place, but a couple of things are also at play. He's digging the network out of such a credibility hole right now that it's going to take time. I mean, and it's also when you just reshuffle the deck chairs of the Titanic, you got Don Lemon at night and then you got Don Lemon in the morning. That's not solving any problems, you know, and you can't necessarily at this point tell Don Lemon, okay, actually now we're going to focus on news and not your opinion and have that work in the minds of the viewers. It's lost. So you've got to get new people in, in there. You have to actually make a real effort to do this. And the other thing at play is that I think that that there is an acknowledgement. I, Joe Rogan, why is Joe Rogan have lead to such insane coverage? I wrote about when he had COVID and talked about taking ivermectin. And then the moment uh, I write about and uncovered when he and, doc, and Dr. Sanjay Gupta got together on his podcast, what came out of that? It was like this, this, this meeting of the consensus and the counter consensus. And I think Joe Rogan came out winning that one. He has real power not just financial, but actual cultural cachet that he's eating into that they once had. And they're, they fear him, but they also acknowledge it at this point. It's, it's just blatantly obvious that he and others in the independent space, whether it's on Substack or YouTube or podcasts, they're eating into that. And so I think there is an acknowledgement. Now, what are they going to do with that? How are they going to adjust? We'll see. But they see it. It's very clear. We watch who they hate the most. Those are the people that they understand have real power these days. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, Joe Rogan just shares his opinions as well, but the difference is that he likes to go shed light on what the other media are trying to censor. So yeah. I think that helps people want to gravitate to Joe Rogan. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for uh, shedding light on this, this issue. I think we're in such a critical point in history you know, with the levels of censorship we're seeing, it's really a frightening time. Um, so I appreciate you shedding light. I'm going to show your uh, your book on the screen. What's the website? Yeah, thanks, Avery. Yeah, readuncovered.com. Readuncovered.com. You can check it out. And and I agree with you. 
I think we are really this moment right now, there's going to be winners and losers that shake out on the corporate media side and on the independent media side. It's an exciting time in a lot of ways, but it's really the best time, I think, for the average consumer of any sort of news. You don't might not be super interested in politics just to understand the landscape and where we are and to know where we're going in the future. Well, thanks so much, Steve. Keep in touch and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Ivory. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com, that's www.trimwithus.com, to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com, or now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 